Okay. Welcome back to That's What You Missed. That's what you missed. We have a really special episode today because we're together in person. It's pretty exciting. Has it happened since March of 2020? Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. So this is fun. We get to record sitting next to each other instead of looking at each other on Zoom. Yeah. But in person this time. It's pretty exciting. And I feel like it's exciting because we're we're talking about a pretty important thing today. Mm -hmm. And that thing is Rachel Berry. (laughs) Rachel Berry. Why is she like that? Why is she like that? We're also going to talk about some of her little relationships and also some of like both her relationships, like romantic relationships, and also um, her relationship with Kurt specifically. Yeah. If you are not familiar with Rachel, first of all, congrats. Um, (laughs) You're a very lucky person. She is played by Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle, who's on Broadway's in Funny Girl right now. You might have heard of her. You might have heard of her. I think we talked about that last episode. Yes, we extensively. did. She is probably the main character of Glee, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. The show basically like circles, centers around her. Mm-hmm. So for better or worse, I would say. Yes, it definitely follows her indiscriminately. You know, they, they weren't like editing out her worst moments by no. any means. No. The first season, which is the season we're going to be focusing on today, it is more like tongue-in-cheek, like you're supposed to realize she's annoying. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think in the later uh, later seasons, as Leah Michelle became like more famous mm-hmm. and the like relationships between the producers of the show and the actors and stuff started to shift, Rachel starts to become less of like the, you know, stereotypical annoying underdog theater kid yeah. to be on Broadway. We all know him. Um, know him, love him. And she becomes more of, like, a figure who, like, you're supposed to like. For sure. She's, yeah. Be like, oh, she's annoying. And, like, the way people are responding to her makes sense. Yeah, that's a a good observation, I think, because it is very much in this first season. I feel like she's supposed to be annoying. Yeah. And there are jokes about how, like, she's being annoying. For sure. Yeah. So we'll focus on three separate, like, themes, basically, within the Rachel theme. So the first one is what Aaron and I are calling, why is she like that? Why? 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 A study. <laughs> a study. So we're going to start out with a quote from Artie that <laughs> he said to Rachel when he said, well, you're irritating most of the time, but don't take that personally. And he was right. You know what? And he should say it. She is irritating most of the time. It's true. A couple things about Rachel. She has two gay dads. She likes to bring that up a lot. Mm-hmm. my two gay dads she's famous for saying my two gay dads, my two gay dads. <laughs> another thing about her is she always puts a gold star next to her name my gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star and i feel like and they, they established that really early on in the season and i feel like that's like what is like they're really kind of beating mm-hmm. a dead horse with like how annoying she is yeah because when you're introduced to her character you get this whole like montage of her and she's like on like the elliptical at like five in the morning and the song that's like never gonna break my stride yeah it's playing in the background it's like playing and she's like on the elliptical and like drinking her green juice or smoothie or whatever and then like talking about how she's like gonna be a star and she's gonna win a tony and she has this whole like dream board um <laughs> And she's like, I put a gold star next to my name because, like, I'm a star, blah, blah, blah. These are my two gay dads. He also, as is important to mention, because this only 
happened. This is brought up once in the first season. And she's like, this is a picture of my two gay dads. They mix the sperm. So you can't tell which is which one's my real genetic dad. And her parents in this like little picture like, picture or it's one of the like photo strip things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of them like as a family. Her parents are like an interracial couple. So her, one of her dads is black. One of her dads is white. And she's like, you can't know which one was my dad. She has that going for her, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing about Rachel, and I think we have touched on this before, is she does get Sandy Ryerson fired mm-hmm. because he doesn't give her enough solos or any solos. I don't know what the what the exact. We have talked about this where she's like, yeah, she like accuses Sandy of like touching male students inappropriately. What's Glee without some problematic gay energy? It's true. Um, and because he's giving all the male student solos instead of her because he's gay. Again, Sandy Ryerson, problematic gay. She then auditions for Glee Club with On My Own, like a classic little theater bitch. Yeah. What mezzo-soprano out there hasn't auditioned with On My Own? Find me one. Find me one. If you're a mezzo-soprano and you never used On My Own as an audition song or considered it. Yeah, I feel like it's the consideration that matters. Yeah. Then email us. Yeah, send us a little email. Just pod at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. This this the beginning of her time at Glee Club is also when she has her famous There's nothing ironic about show choir. Mm-hmm. Um when they're singing Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat, and Artie has the lead. And he's yeah. like, It's ironic because I can't stand. And this just establishes, I think, her like intensity mm-hmm. that she dedicates to like her craft. And I mean, I don't know if you really call a high school theater. A craft but you know if you're in high school it feels like a craft it feels like you know i'm making important art yes i'm singing on my own exactly um, well and yeah. like leah michelle slash rachel berry is very talented like we yeah. can all admit she's a great singer obviously yeah. like she she slayed on my own oh, yeah. i'm not mad about it not mad about it at all would i say she's the most talented on the show absolutely not no but she is very talented mm-hmm. and so rachel berry is very talented I think this introduction in the first episode really shows, like, how intense she is and mm-hmm. how, like, competitive she is, too. Yeah. It's, um, like, setting up the whole season for, yeah. like, who she is as a person. Yeah, like, Rachel's going to be the intense driving force. I think, too, going back to what I said about her not being most talented, I think that's what sometimes gets frustrating about the show, mm-hmm. as an aside, is that, like, everybody is like, oh, Rachel is so much more talented than everybody else in the Glee Club, which objectively isn't true. No, I mean, I would definitely say it's either Kurt or Mercedes. Yeah, for sure. And I think if I were Ryan Murphy <laughs> and I had the the opportunity to redo Glee, I would definitely cast somebody different. Not to be rude to Leah Michelle. But, like, I feel like the side characters, like, there's a number of side characters who are, like, very, very talented who could have gotten more screen time for sure. Yeah. I'm a Mercedes stan till I die, and that's the T. Absolutely. So... Yeah, so then we start to see some more of her, like, intensity about making Glee Club, like, popular. Um, We touched on before the, like, Glee Club isn't popular, but, like, football sports are popular. And we also, I think, touched on Celibacy Club a bit. Yeah. So that's the club that Quinn Fabre and the other girls on the Cheerios are, like, running. And Rachel decides to go. I don't remember why to, like, 
spend time with Finn. Yeah, I think it's all a ploy to get Finn. Yeah, so she decides to go to Celibacy Club for whatever reason and gives this, like, speech about how, like, girls want sex just as much as boys do. Which, honestly, kind of woke before her time Yeah, for that one. A groundbreaking moment. The only groundbreaking moment we ever get from Rachel. True. Truly. <laughs> yeah. And then they um, are like, we need to sell sexy to the student body. So they think, push it at the assembly. And it is really bad. It's painful to watch every time. And they're wearing the like blue little like button ups. Yeah. And the top hats, right? Or no, that's I think that's toxic. That's toxic. Which is um, also when they try to sell sexy to the yeah, student body. They really but won't let it go. But that time Will is involved, which makes it even worse. Yeah, so there's that whole situation there. And mm-hmm. then there's also the situation where Rachel and the rest of the Glee Club basically, like, bully Will into leaving Glee Club. Like, as they should, no offense. Mm-hmm. And that's when he forms Acafellas. We'll we'll circle back to Acafellas during our Will Schuster episode. But basically, they're, she's she leads the charge against Will in terms of choreography and his bad choreography skills. Yeah. And this is, like, a planted charge like Santana Israel Santana and Quinn have been like planting seeds in her brain that you know Will is like Mr. Shu isn't like a good dancer we need to hire like a we're not going to beat anybody if we don't have like a real choreographer Mm -hmm. yada 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 but I think the main takeaway here is that Rachel successfully bullies a teacher into quitting (laughs) and you know you got to respect her for it a little bit like Get it, girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is all stemming from my Will Schuster hate. So I, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But another thing about Rachel is she has a like standing claim on all things West Side Story. So she quits Glee after Will gives Tina a solo from West Side Story as Maria and then another solo, I think. Yeah. I think it's like two separate solos that push Rachel over the edge. Mm-hmm. Rachel being like, I have a claim on everything by Maria. In West Side Story. Get a grip, girl. Get a grip. You are white. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Also, like, it's not Rachel's Glee Club. Mm -hmm. That too. There's other people there who have voices. Mm -hmm. And who can sing. Yeah. And I think, I don't remember if it's in this season, but there's the one where she's like, since Mr. Schuster is gone, we should all discuss what solos you want me to do at the competition. I think it is in, I think it is in the first season. I think so too. Yeah, just very intense about her solos. Um, and herself. Very and intense herself, about herself. Yeah. Which is frequently used against her because what they're trying to do is Sue has brought Sandy Ryerson, problematic gay, back to be like arts director for William McKinley High School. And he's putting on a production of Cabaret. And Rachel auditions for the lead because she's mad that she's not getting enough solos in Glee Club. And that's used as like a way to get their like strongest singer out of the glee club so that they have less of a chance so it is frequently used against her oh yeah i would say for sure especially in the first season well it's what is that it's the greek word hubris that's what that is okay another point on our list of why is she like that why 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 and this is something we can also touch on in our will schuster episode But she does have a crush on Will Schuster for an episode. Yuck, yuck, yuck are what my notes say. Yeah, Um, yuck, yuck, yuck is true. 
Over the course of this brief story, as we've told, Will has left Glee Club and then decided to come back. Sandy Ryerson has come back briefly, and then Rachel has left for whatever reason. Cabaret, probably because she was the only person in the musical. Yes. And you can't put on a one-woman show version of Cabaret, to my knowledge. Yeah, that would um, be kind of difficult, I think. It would be hard. Um, so now she's back, and she develops a crush on Will Schuster, like Anna said. An important note is that Matthew Morrison and Lee Michelle did date before Glee started. Disgusting. That's all I have to say. Yeah. For a long time, they denied this. So before it was revealed that Corey Monteith and Leah Michelle were dating, a lot of like fan people on the internet thought that Matthew Morrison and Leah Michelle were dating and that it was going to come out and be like, oh, you know, we're together. And that did not happen. Obviously, Leah Michelle and Corey Monteith started dating and they would deny that there had ever been anything between them for a long time. But then in Leah Michelle's, what's it called, autobiography or memoir, brunette ambition she writes about her briefly about her relationship with matthew morrison and says that they dated for a broadway beat oh my god whatever that means the article said that that sounds more like we made out at a party than we were like boyfriend and girlfriend yeah but still important to know and weird for sure weird then this is this, this whole plot line with her crush on will is like so funny it's yeah no it's very funny So during this time, we get a flashback to Susie Pepper. Our notes say fashion icon would absolutely kill the game at UPS. Thank you, Erin. She is supposed to be like weird. And they're like, Susie Pepper is so weird. She's such a freak. Like she doesn't fit in. She doesn't fit in. But then she's like wearing like very coordinated pepper themed outfits and has her little like plastic pepper earrings. And like before it was like cool, probably was doing like the little scarf. And then you bring out like the couple forward pieces of hair and stuff. Yeah, um, she would fit right in at the University right of Puget in, Sound. Uh, our alma mater. <laughs> Susie Pepper was obsessed with Will Schuster and stalked him and called his house at night. And he told Will, he told her to leave him alone. And she ate the hottest pepper, which was incidentally in her locker. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, I have always interpreted this as just Susie Pepper was kind of goofy. But according to the Glee Wiki, she was attempting suicide. yeah. So there's that. I've also always read it as like, she just felt really bad. So, so she, she ate, ate, a pe- pe- ate a pepper. Yeah. I never um, took it that far. No, I and feel I, like... I stand by my original reading. No, I think that's right. Um, I think Glee Wiki might be a little off there. So Will sings Don't Stand So Close to Me to Rachel and she misreads it because she is a narcissist a little bit and assumes that it means that it's hard for Will to be close to her. Mm-hmm. Don't love it. Don't love it. Don't love it at all, Miss Rachel. He also was performing this to Emma for some reason. I don't remember why. He really, like, leans into the, like, sexy side of the song, which is not a sexy song. It no. is, like, about, like, Sting, Blue Singer of the Police, and, like, when he, before they became the police, he, like, was a teacher, and a student, like, had a crush on him, and, like, that's what the song is about. Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, according to my mom. This oh my is, god thanks kim fact. this is not i never double checked this so that's wild <laughs> i mean i'll take what kim says as fact yeah i i do too so maybe that's not true but according to my mom that's what the song was like inspired by wow so he's it's like very clearly to so ideally to people listening to the song is clearly about like a teacher being uncomfortable with a student having feelings for him mm-hmm. and then both 
Rachel and Emma are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, so cute. William, we will again be talking about. I think mm-hmm. we should just do Will Schuster as our next episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We will again be talking about more about Mr. William here. There's a lot to cover there, but yeah, this is one of those like core memory glee songs for me. So yeah, Rachel goes to Will's house. Weird. How does she know where he lives? Who knows. And Terry convinces her or, like, makes her clean the house. Which is, I think, very funny. It is funny. Terry really girl-bossed that one. Yeah, no, she did. And it's, once again, like, Rachel's, like, stuff being used against her. Yeah. (laughs) Will eventually tells Rachel to buzz off. Then Susie Pepper shows up, right? Yeah. Because Rachel's, like, crying or something. She either, like, approaches Rachel in the bathroom before Will has told her to leave him alone. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact timeline, yeah. but clear, but Susie Pepper makes like a, I had to go to like court mandated therapy type of thing. Good job, Glee. Who amongst us hasn't, you um, know? And tells Rachel like, you know, like actually like a very like self, like self-actualized, like mature thing to tell someone, especially considering she's like probably like a junior or senior in high school of like, like I realized through my court mandated therapy that like, I only liked Will because I don't have, I didn't have enough self-respect for me to like a guy who's actually attainable. Having a crush on Will is, like, easier because he can never like me back, so there's no, like, fear of rejection that would be based on, like, me. Mm -hmm. It's rejection that's based on situation. Right. I think the idea of, like, compulsory heterosexuality, Mm -hmm. where you like Mm -hmm. celebrities and stuff, because you're like, oh... Or like fictional characters. Or like fictional characters. Interesting. <laughs> okay. New new plot point here. Rachel's a lesbian. Yeah. And I think this is the first piece of proof we have. For sure. Oh, for sure. This is ultimately going to be our like mystery or like our thesis. Rachel's gay. <laughs> Rachel's gay. Yeah. So there's that whole shit show of a situation. Rachel not thriving. I just like also, sorry, what? How much has to be wrong with you for you to have a crush on Will Schuster? So after this, Rachel books the mattress commercial situation mm-hmm. for the boys, parentheses, the Glee Club. We talked about this briefly in the baby episode. They get paid in mattresses and accept them. So then they get in trouble like little mm-hmm. idiots. Another plot point is that the Glee Club doesn't want Rachel to find out that Puck is Quentin's baby daddy because she's a snitch, basically. And she'll help him. Yeah. yeah. So And she does help him. Yeah. So, you know, they were right. Both of those are things we talked about in the baby episode, mm-hmm. so if you don't remember, because our episodes do come out kind of far apart, or if you haven't, li- you haven't listened, or you just need a chuckle, um, you can find out more about that. Mm-hmm. In the baby like, episode. Like a footnote. Yeah. For their, their previous research. Yes. There's more about that in the baby episode we did. We also have another core memory for me, the Like a Virgin montage. Same. Um, that one really stuck with me too. Basically, it's just like it's in the Madonna episode. Rachel does come up in it because she's supposed to sleep with Jesse St. James. I love Jesse St. James. Again, we'll probably talk about this more in the Will Schuster episode because I think it has more to do with like Will and mm-hmm. his relationship and mm-hmm. her and blessings. For sure, still a mess. And then Rachel gets laryngitis. And this is her like probably well this is the last of the like why is she like this she gets laryngitis she can't sing she sings berkeley club the climb by miley cyrus and it sounds awful because yeah, it's she like, can't sing anymore i can almost see it 
That dream I'm dreaming But there's a voice inside my head saying You'll never reach it She feels like her voice is like the only thing that like impacts her value as a person but doesn't want to get surgery because she thinks it'll ruin her voice and she doesn't want to like risk that also like do people get surgery for laryngitis i don't think so i've never had laryngitis me either no i have had laryngitis i didn't get surgery yeah i don't I know didn't talk for like two days yeah Maybe she has tonsillitis. No, they do say she has No, it's laryngitis. Yeah. Well, okay, Glee is not known for being, like, accurate about, like, medical things. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, this is another time when she has a quotation that I think is important. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm like Tinkerbell. I need applause to live. Finn responds to this by saying, get a grip, bitch. And he takes her to see his friend who was paralyzed in a football accident. And Rachel gives him same lessons. One thing about this scene is that I don't like it. I don't um, like it either. It makes me feel like weird. It. And it feels ableist because they're like, look at this guy who is paralyzed. At least you're not like him. Mm-hmm. And like, look at how much worse it could be. And like, yeah, stuff like that, which is not great. Not good. Not good. So now we're going to shift into her rivalry with Kurt. This is another important storyline with Rachel and also speaks to her like competitive nature with Kurt being sure. one of the like better singers in the glee club. Like Anna said earlier, probably in our like running for the top two most talented singers in the show. And so her relationship with Kurt, especially in like, and this is one change that they made over time that I didn't appreciate is in the first season, they like, can't stand each other and mm-hmm. Kurt is like you're annoying and he's right but then as it goes on they're like we're both so intense and ambitious we're like have to be buddies I like when Rachel comes up to Kurt at his locker and is like you're just like me and Kurt looks at her and says that's a terrible thing to say <laughs> using his aerosol hairspray <laughs> in the middle of the hallway I love Kurt I really I do Kurt ultimate Kurt stand specifically season one Kurt yeah season one Kurt is great big season one Kurt stand really we're just season one stands is really what it is yeah so they have a a little diva off situation because they both want the solo for defying gravity which is from wicked if you didn't know we all know Kurt can hit them high notes because he's super talented and amazing so they both want that role and they decide to have a diva off the glee club is going to vote on who deserves to have the solo the Glee Club never, like, performs this song. I didn't realize that. They, like, don't use it for competition or anything. So it's, like, just there for the, like, diva off plot point. I think that's annoying because I really like that song. Me too. Hmm. So they show Kurt practicing and we know that Kurt can hit the note that's at the end that, like, nervous about. Yeah. I'm, it's, like, a specific. They, like, talk in the show. They're, like, the high f or whatever f it is or whatever we're not music theory people yeah um, don't ask me about that but yeah so we know kurt can hit the note because it's after kurt has come out and so someone calls his dad and leaves a homophobic message on like the answering machine and kurt then decides he's going to blow the song on purpose because his, he saw his dad get so upset and so he you the song is presented like a montage of the two of them singing and then when they get to the last note, Rachel hits it and Kurt, like, watches it. It's too bad, really, because he should have won, frankly. He Sorry, Rachel. Won. And she doesn't know about this until season four. Mm-hmm. I think it really speaks 
to both of their characters like Kurt threw it because he cares so much about his dad mm-hmm. and Rachel like holds it over him because she's so petty yeah because she does bring it up a bunch and then Kurt finally is like oh I threw the note and she's like there's no way you didn't like there's no way you threw the note blah yeah. blah blah and he's like mm, I did and I have another deep off this storyline was also inspired by Chris Colfer's real life really yeah I didn't know that he was in high school theater or something and he had to do like a he wanted to sing a song that was like a traditionally female song and they wouldn't let him that's heinous heinous I'm like if he can hit the notes why does it freaking matter exactly riddle me that Chris Wilber has such a massive range now he's just embarrassing on Instagram that's his range but is that true yeah I have I don't follow him on Instagram oh you gotta follow him on Instagram okay um me making notes when the queen died he posted like the shrine that he had to the queen in his apartment what a Um, freak yeah and yeah he's just he's a goofy guy is he married no but I think he has a long-term partner oh good for him yeah okay another thing about Kurt is he (laughs) gives Rachel bad advice on purpose on how to win Finn over um, this is obviously prior to them dating. And he's like, you should dress like sluttier, yeah. basically. Yeah. I don't know how to put that in nice terms. Stop wearing like sweaters and reindeers on them. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Rachel. Finn is like, no, I like the way you dress. Then Rachel's like, why would you tell me that? And then Kurt is like, well, I also have a crush on Finn. And then Rachel's like, well, at least I have a chance with him because I'm a girl and he's not gay. That's rude. But then Rachel and Kurt bond over their, like, Finn-related heartbreak, which, again, why does everybody want to date Finn? I don't know. I like Corey Monteith. I know. Aaron's a Corey Monteith stan. So, I, you know, I'm not gonna... In my opinion, he's just another man. But he just has, like, like a goofy, endearing quality to him. Yeah. He kind of gives me, like, well, this is bad now because Chris Pratt sucks, but, like, he gives me, like, Chris Pratt in Parks and Rec vibes. But like yeah. less goofy. Yeah, like a like an Andy that you could like take somewhere. Yeah, and wouldn't be like for sure this person's going to embarrass me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So now we're getting into the romance of it all. The romance. Yes. So you know, as you might recall, at the beginning of season one, Finn and Quinn are dating. Their ship name would be Finn or Quinn. So Rachel's a crush on Finn when he joins Glee Club. Rachel and Finn are practicing in the auditorium for Glee Club and Finn is like we should take a break and they break out those virgin cosmos and Rachel's like you can kiss me if you want and then he does and he has to do his little mailman thing we don't need to get into that right now we do (laughs) (laughs) I hate it so much it makes me so uncomfortable first of all so he doesn't just say we should take a break my man has brought a full-ass picnic with a blanket with a pillow keep in mind he's Still dating Quinn. He's still dating Quinn. And blanket, pillow, picnic basket, little shaker of pre-made virgin cosmos. What a guy. How can you not stand Finn Hudson? So this is a reference to either something that happened earlier in the episode or, ugh, I'm like turning red talking about it. I know, I'm like, ugh. We are adults. So earlier in the episode or earlier in the season, he's talking to Puck about physical relationships with their girlfriends. And they talk about how, oh my god, <laughs> my parents listen to this. <laughs> Your parents have also seen the first season of Glee. That's true. Hi, mom and dad. Um, Hi, Kim and, and so, Andrew. Oh my gosh, we are so immature. 
So basically, when he's making out with a girl and he doesn't want to get too heated, he will envision the time that he was learning to drive with his mom. And he ran over a mailman and the mailman smacked into the windshield of his car. And they show it. They sh- like they show that scene yeah. in the show. And then whenever Finn is making out, they flash back, and mm-hmm. you see the like you hear the like screeching car brakes, and just see the body smack into the car. And yes. so he does that while he's making out with Rachel. Yeah, and it's deeply fucking upsetting. And then he like runs out of the auditorium. Basically, yeah, just he's like, "Bye." So he's, I think, in some sort of turmoil, probably yeah. about Rachel versus Quinn. And, and then Rachel confronts him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you need to decide, like, there's something between us. Like, you need to break up with Quinn. And he's like, hmm, maybe. Right. And then Quinn is pregnant. So he can't break up with her. He doesn't want to break up with her. Mm -hmm. Because he thinks the baby is his. So during this time, Rachel dates Puck. Because Puck wants to date a Jewish girl. Quote from Puck about Rachel. Her body is smoking. If you're not into boobs. Glee hates girls. Glee hates girls. Another quote from Puck about Rachel. Rachel was a hot Jew and the good Lord wanted me to get into her pants. <laughs> what a crazy show. No, I can't believe that was on television. And then she realizes that Puck is into Quinn. This is before we found out that Puck, the dad of Quinn's baby, and she breaks up with him. And then Finn and Rachel find out that Puck fathered the baby. I hate that I said it like that. No, I um, loved it. It was great. <laughs> Finn and Rachel officially get together. And they are together for a bit. And mm-hmm. then they break up pretty suddenly. I don't remember why, though. Yeah. Probably just general high school stress. Yeah. Um. So this is when Rachel meets Jesse St. James, the love of Aaron's life. I love Jesse St. James so much. Jail is what I have to say about <laughs> that. So they start dating, even though he goes to Carmel High. And this is kind of where the Shelby thing comes into play that yeah. we talked about in the baby episode. Yeah. So if you don't remember, basically Shelby like plants Jesse St. James to get close to Rachel because she legally can't get close to Rachel. And this is like a working out for their like adoption baby carrying contract. I don't remember the real word for it. Jesse transfers to William McKinley High School to be with Rachel because the Glee Club is like, if you date someone who's on vocal adrenaline, we're going to kick you out. And then first of all, Glee kids stop transferring schools to be with each other. It's true. What the fuck? I I don't get it. But I do love Jesse St. James. He goes to a little school called the University of California, Los Angeles. You might have heard of it. it. (laughs) And then he (laughs) gets kicked out because he doesn't go to any of his classes. Oh, what an idiot. Although I also did that in college. So can't (laughs) critique Jesse St. James for that one. This is, yeah, this is where... The infamous run, Joey, run situation comes into play. My favorite. It is a great plot point. Number, I think. Yeah. No, Um, it's good. Rachel makes a music video for Run, Joey, Run, where she is the female character. And each of her previous love interests slash current, Jesse, Puck, and Finn, all separately play Joey. And then she edits it together so that it like goes back and forth between the three of them. And then they all get really pissed at her. And then I, I get I guess Jesse breaks up with her. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't this when she gets egged? Yeah. They egg her. They egg her because she's vegan. That's horrible, but also very funny. That is horrible. So he has all of vocal adrenaline come and egg, egg her. Yeah. yeah. Glee hates vegans. True. Glee hates vegans. Because then Finn once feeds Rachel the vegan meat oh, substitute yeah. 
but it's real meat and she's like wow this is so good I've never had meat substitute that tastes like this much like real meat before and he's like yeah because you're vegan which I definitely remembered about you geez Glee hates vegans Glee hates vegans and then Rachel kisses Finn at Will's apartment where they all go for pizza before regionals and then right before they go on stage at regionals he's like I love you which was that the best time right like I have some questions about his timing on that yeah Finn and Rachel have a lot of weird show choir romance moments right before Mm -hmm. like during because then they kiss at nationals oh yeah season and it's like why they lose nationals and then everyone hates them and they're like the show choir blogs are calling it the kiss that missed not the kiss that missed and then they sing don't stop believing yes it's true and that's where Rachel's story ends. Yeah, so that's kind of, I mean, we touched on some main Rachel points. Points. Thank you. Oh my god, I was just trying to think of what to call it. Our minds. Connected. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, what we have to say about Rachel for today. Yeah. Today we'll bring Amelia on to defend Rachel. Yeah, at some point we'll have like a guest star, Amelia Boyer, our editor, mm-hmm. um, because she's a Rachel stan, unfortunately. <laughs> um love her though um and she can defend rachel if she wants at that point but today we will be taking no comments questions or concerns yeah um if you do have comments questions or concerns you can email us or hit us up on instagram fair warning the email does not get checked that often but you can still email us your your thoughts about rachel my Um, thoughts about our email are that if people sent us emails we would check it more that's a good point. Yeah. So send us emails so we check our email. <laughs> um, that's what you missed. Pod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram. That's what you missed. Pod. Also, listen to our Spotify playlist. It's mm-hmm. uh, should be linked on our Instagram. It's updated for all of our favorite Rachel songs. Yeah. So definitely go take a listen. It's not that long, and it has mm-hmm. some certified fucking bangers certified on it. Certified bangers. So definitely go take a listen. Until next time. That's what you missed on. Glee. Glee. And that's what you missed on Glee. Glee.